0: It's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast. And today, I have Mike Silver on. What's up, Mike? Hey, Brooke. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing
1: good. It's good to see you, as always.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time.
1: It is. So, a lot of people don't know this, but I knew Brooke when we were on the then-hospice, later Trellis Leadership Board, and Brooke was so active and so involved and just did so much good work for the organization. Aww. And so that's how we got to know each other yeah. and you know, just cool people.
0: That's a good group. The Derby Party Days. The
1: Derby Party Days. I miss the
0: Derby Party. Hopefully it'll be back next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you're you're running you're in the election. Yes. How's it going so far? What's what's one of the biggest challenges and lessons that you've kind of learned so thus far?
1: The biggest challenge during COVID is remembering that you're in a campaign right because i got kids in school and so we're doing the homeschool thing and that takes a priority and then i have a son that's one and he needs to do his thing and so you you got to raise your boy you i got a six-year-old daughter and
0: who is adorable i love watching her gymnastics oh my gosh
1: well she's so passionate about it but it's also making sure that we are meeting her needs right with her education but also her social experience which is really hard but she was really passionate about gymnastics so trying to fulfill that work your actual job mm-hmm. and then try to find time to campaign so that's really been the biggest challenge uh, the the biggest takeaway that I've had from the campaign is that we are in a polarized society and there are a lot of people on social media who don't know you who've never <laughs> met you um who really feel free and at liberty to say whatever they want about you uh, with no basis. And uh, that's really been... Hard for me because I, you know me. I want to work with people. I want to be friends. That's my default. Yeah. And so when people you don't know say you're an evil human being and that you're dangerous and that you're all these things, it's like, man. Well,
0: one of my favorite quotes is, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal. Right. But that is much easier said than done.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and social media has a way of being like a very direct contact, right? And so it's not even like a rumor. It's like, man, somebody is – Directly talking to me this way, and sure, that part is hard. And then, you know, when you see last Friday, me and my daughter literally saw somebody lift up one of our yard signs off the highway when we're at an exit, oh. and like you see it in my, you know, and it got a six year old daughter, and so she's like, Oh, this isn't fair, and what are all these life lessons about being fair and being nice to people? And you're like, Well, not everybody's gonna be nice, but it's okay, like it's yeah, it is what it is, and
0: a good learning opportunity for
1: yeah it is
0: (laughs) yeah oh my gosh well um so yeah you have your daughter and your son Mm -hmm. and your amazing wife yes how is the homeschooling thing going
1: it's challenging i I think i was a school teacher before i went to law school
0: i didn't know that oh yeah so i was that's what my degree is in education
1: yeah i took my practice too i was certified i taught at the title one school in high point Um, yeah what grade fifth grade all right yeah
0: Ooh, good for you that's Tough job. <laughs> oh, but it,
1: it is tough. And but and I think that's really the biggest problem with homeschool right now, which is a lot of parents have a front row seat to how the education system works in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And although we've all gone through it, I think it's different as an adult when you view it versus when you're a child and going through oh, it. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah.
1: And so I think, I do think there is a frustration of parents because they're like, man, this goes really quick. And they really don't have a lot of time to do these subjects because they're switching so fast. And and it's kind of noisy on this Zoom thing. Yeah. And and I just think parents are having that front row seat. And I hope what happens is whenever we're allowed to go back into schools where everybody's back, parents remember these lessons of the challenges that the teachers had and the kids had. Yeah. they say, wait, because of that challenge, I am going to be – More diligent about trying to get into the classroom to help the teachers and help the kids. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, well, and if you know what, if this makes parents respect and have more of an appreciation for teachers, then it's about worth it to me because that is because they, you know, I don't think they did in the past. I think you don't realize how hard these teachers have it and what all they're doing until you're doing it yourself.
1: Exactly (laughs) right. Yeah.
0: So to kind of switching gears, but what, what are a couple of things that you want people to know about you personally and your campaign um, that people that are mean on Facebook may not be aware of?
1: <laughs> um, I think for the people who are mean on Facebook to me, I think what they need to realize is, one, I am accessible and I am very ready to have a conversation with anybody about anything at any time. Um, most people who know me know I'm an open book and I I like to talk to people and I like to hang out. So, like, if you got a question, ask. If you want to talk to me, talk to me. I'll talk yeah. to you back. Um, probably more than you want to, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, uh, but then the, the other thing is, I mean, just about my me as a per, me as a attorney. I do have the most legal experience, and that does actually matter. That I started. In the DA's office, spent eight years there, started in traffic court, did capital murders before I left. Oh, wow. Um, I got appointed in 2015, five years as an administrative law judge. Now I'm presiding over cases and making these decisions. Um, and so I do have the actual practical experience, and that's important when we talk about running a courtroom Um, knowing the rules of evidence, being able to apply the facts to the law, making difficult decisions. I have that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, my leadership experience. You know, there's very few jobs I've ever had where I haven't been a supervisor. In the DA's office, I supervised our misdemeanors. Currently, I supervise other administrative law judges. I've been tasked with teaching prosecutors at new prosecutor school, uh, felony prosecutors about jury selection and other things. Currently, I teach administrative law judges and other practitioners in the field of law I practice in. Um, I've always been tapped as a person to lead other people, to supervise other people and to teach other people. And that, you know, so uh, the question I had before is like, how are you peer reviewed? And I really think one of the best way you can tell you're peer-reviewed is what your peers think about you. Yeah. And when I work in environments, my peer-review is always good because they always say, okay, we want you to supervise other people. Hey, we want other people to learn your process. We want you to teach other people. And so I think I've been appropriately peer-reviewed in that kind of way. And then finally, I'm in the community a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is the board work and things like that, but it's also like, you know, my parent my grand my mother was a sharecropper, right? So we're very hands in the dirt kind of people. And so yeah, I'm on the boards and stuff, but I'm also like at Carver High School doing senior academy. We do the reading, uh reading the elementary school kids at Ashley Elementary. You know, we're speaking to the kids at Reynolds, we're doing things at street school and like uh big brothers, big sisters, taking two kids from middle school through high school. Like, yes, yeah, the board work, but it's also like that actual groundwork that needs to get done in the
0: community. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I think what I think for people who would say, well, why vote for you? I think one, because I do have the most experience and I have the demonstrated leadership uh, record, but also I think, you know, what you're going to get out of me. Like, you know what I've done before. So you know what I'm gonna do in the future. You know, I'm gonna be in these schools. You know, i am gonna be active with the kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you know, I'm going to be an active participant in the things that we do. Um, like with trellis, which is very passionate to me cause we used then hospice when our daughter died. So like, that's something I just really, really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the kind of guys, you know, when we do the hope run, I'm the person that is going to say, no, we're going to move the stuff and we're going to show up early and we're going to, st- I was staying late with you at the end putting stuff up cause you, oh, yeah. you had that same mentality of we're going to work, start to finish doing yeah. the grunt work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people could expect out of me is the grunt work.
0: I love stuff. that. I love that. So, Mike, did you expect to be in doing this? Or is this, like, a different path than you saw yourself taking?
1: So I started off as an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. And, like, I truly, truly loved it. And then I had a fraternity brother who was going to Carolina Law School. And he said, hey, Mike, max out your education. You're young. Try to go to law school. And I was like, well, what's the harm, right? Yeah. Study for the LSAT. Uh, got into some law schools, couldn't afford University of Miami, which was by, like, number one, like, early admittance. I was going down to Miami for palm trees because I'm just a... Yeah. A, I'm a North Carolina kid, and I had never done nothing like that before. Yeah. Too expensive. Um, wound well, not go to North Carolina Central? I deferred a year, went to Central. Um, really wanted to do education law, but didn't really find myself there. Uh, had some really cool... I clerked for a federal judge. I worked in some cool places. Wound up doing DA work in New Hanover County. Then I went back to my parents' home in Halifax. I did Wake County. I was like, oh, I want to be a prosecutor. Because you really get to help people in the prosecutor's office. More than any other role in the judicial system, the prosecutor's office really is like ground zero for helping people. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: you can charge it how you need to. You can reduce it how you need to. You can dismiss what you need to, as long as the stuff is ethical, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I became a supervisor of that, I really liked that role. Um, then I was talking to somebody. I went to Carolina and got my MPA, my Master of Public Administration. And one of our leadership professors was talking about this idea of, it's not the job you want, but it's like the concepts of the job. Like, what are the ground, what are your moral principles that you like about a job? And so you don't have to, because I always thought I was going to be a career prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, when I interviewed at every DA officer around the state, I got offered to a bunch of them. And I told everybody, they said, well, you see yourself in 15 years. I'm like, here right? When Jim, Jim O'Neill offered me the job to get, Tom Keith was the elected DA, but Jim was the person who was doing the hiring. And he says, man, how long do you think you're going to be here? I was like, till you fire me.
0: And like,
1: <laughs> like, and I believe that to the core. Um, yeah. And then when this opportunity that I'm currently working came up, I went to Jim and said, hey man, I don't know, man, like it's an opportunity, but I really like it here. And Jim, we had a really good conversation about growing and expanding and, you know, taking chances and getting outside your comfort zone. and mm-hmm. um, So that's how I wound up in this job. And, you know, I, I think when Judge Hutchins decided to retire, I thought that, hey, I could get back into general courts of justice, but also bring my attitude to it, right? Bring my kind of, what well, the way I view justice and the way I view helping people and things. And I was like, no, this might be a good spot for me. And so I said, well, okay, let's throw the Hail Mary and see if it happens.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a good story. I like it. Like the best laid plans. I feel like, you know, Yeah. <laughs> you never know how life's going to go.
1: Yeah, and so, like, I don't have – I like I, I. wish I had, like, the 10-year plan, the 15-year plan. Like, I don't have any of that. It's like, okay.
0: What's where, the six-month plan?
1: <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, like, where can I work where I feel like I can be happy? Where can yeah. I work where I feel like I'm making – doing the things that like intrinsically make me happy mm-hmm.
0: and making a difference at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah.
1: yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. So, I don't have I wish I had broader aspirations, but I've never had them. So.
0: Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. I like it. Well, I have a quick little lightning round of questions to kind of get to know you a little better. Let's go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite day of the week? Saturday. Classic answer. I like it. Sunday fun day is another good one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What age do you want to retire?
1: Mm. (laughs) Mmm. I I haven't even thought about it. Like, uh, I guess, I don't know, 65, 70?
0: Yeah. Well, if you're doing what you love, it's not like you're counting down the days Mm -hmm. to retirement, hopefully, is the goal. (laughs) Right. What's your favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Uh, Chocolate chip cookie dough.
0: Ooh, good one. I always forget about that one. We were just talking about ice cream season earlier. <laughs> Tim <laughs> thinks it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> it never eating ends. eating ice cream outside ends. The ice cream season never ends.
1: It never ends. And then we got Little Dipper downtown. <laughs>
0: oh, I love Little Dipper. Which is so great. Oh, man. What's your favorite thing to get there?
1: So my daughter gets this, like, vanilla with the cone, mm-hmm. and then she puts the... Um, like the, the crackers, those graham crackers around Oh, yeah. With a little bit of sprinkle and just devours it. It's oh so my good gosh.
0: there. Yeah, that's a good, if you haven't been there yet, that's that's a good spot. Good spot to visit. Good local spot. How many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Zero. You're not a coffee drinker?
1: i got plenty of vices, but coffee is not one of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> You're just caffeinated, just on your own.
1: Yeah, I wake up. I'm an early riser.
0: Yeah? What time at, do you get up?
1: i'm a five thirty six a.m person so i'm up pretty Perhaps early to you
0: yeah
1: but yeah, i'm i'm naturally charged
0: yeah well oh, and i feel like that you're also a night owl i feel like I am. so you just don't sleep
1: my, my wife will tell you i'm not much on the sleeping
0: oh man i'm jealous i need it i'm like very grumpy and not functional without my like eight hours
1: <laughs> but, but you know t- for me it's being around people that energizes me. So like the more I'm around people, the more energy I have.
0: You're a classic extrovert.
1: So like but like if I'm if I'm like alone, I, my energy level just decreases so much. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic extrovert. I like it. All right, next question. What do you think is the best age?
1: The best age my favorite age all right, my favorite age is always the age I'm at, and I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> no, I'm, no, because like I remember being eighteen and thinking like this is the best age. I'm a freshman in college, yeah. and this is awesome. And no, but I remember being sixteen, and I was like,
0: man, sixteen is awesome. I'm I got 16. my license. I I've can got drive. my license, and this is so cool. <laughs> Kids that don't want to drive these days, it, it blows my mind. How not we fought for it. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get my license. Yep. Yeah.
1: Driver's Ed at fifteen you like, get eh, it.
0: I'll take it or leave
1: it. know, yeah, I was twenty one. I'm like, man, I'm a school teacher. I'm an adult. I got my own job and like I'm gonna you know, I'm adulting, you know. I can legally drink.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I
1: can I can actually drink like legally and not, you know, do all the things you did back in college. And but now it's like hey, I'm forty one and it's like, man, I'm the I'm the team parent of my daughter's gymnastics team and like I love, I love that. that. But i but I love it, right? Yeah. Like I I love watching her do her thing. I like helping them. I get to play with my boy. And so, like, I think every age has brought a new, like, level of joy that mm-hmm. I, that at 21, I would not have wanted to do what I'm doing today. Yeah. But today, I love this so much more than what I was doing at 21.
0: Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> love that. That's so true. Because, you you know, your perspective changes mm-hmm. as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. So the last lightning round question is, what does it take for a person to be happy which you kind of already touched on.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> f- like really deep down and figure out what your core values are, what are the things you actually enjoy, mm-hmm. and then actively pursue that. Like mm-hmm. go all out. And like one thing that we tell the kids, so we talk to a lot of kids about uh taking the L side and going to law school. And one thing I tell these kids all the time is like, man, listen – It was never my dream to be an attorney. It was never my dream to do this. And I know some of the kids in there, they'll say, it's always been my passion. It's always been my dream. And I'm like, man, you're better than me because I didn't. I was in high school. I just wanted to play sports, hang out with my friends, hang out with my girlfriend. Like, that's all I wanted to do, right? Uh, When I was in college, I wanted to be with my fraternity brothers. I wanted to hang out. I wanted to be with my girlfriend. Like, I didn't have these, like, career aspirations. But now that if you have that, throw the Hail Mary. Like, give it 100% and chase the don't chase the money don't chase a title try to find the things you actually enjoy mm-hmm. and then like find the joy in the things that you want to do right I, I think yeah. if you do those things um I think you I think that's a better way to chase happiness um because oftentimes the money isn't there or it's slow coming mm-hmm. sometimes you're in the right feel but the wrong placement yeah like the, the the actual work culture might not be
0: right even if yeah. you
1: like what you're doing
0: well i don't like how you say chase happiness because it's not like this single destination that you're just oh well i'm happy it's kind of a constant you know working for it and making your life the way you want it and continuing to pursue that
1: yeah and, and it, it evolves right you will, yeah you'll say like hey i was happy doing this but i'm not happy with that now i will actually be mm-hmm. happier doing this and you i think you you it's like learning right you never stop learning you there is no end point for like the happiness, right? The Yep. You gotta continuously like fight for it and chase it and
0: Yeah. And
1: have fun doing it, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all about the journey. It really is. Yeah. I love that. So how can people I know you're an open book. I can attest to that. How can people get in touch with you or find you on social media, website, that kind of thing?
1: So my judicial um, Instagram and Facebook is Mike Silver for Judge, F-O-R-J-U-D-G-E, Mike Silver, M-I-K-E-S-I-L-V-E-R, at, well, Mike Silver, M-I-K-E-S-I-L-V-E-R, F-O-R-J-U-D-G-E. Uh, that's the Instagram and the Facebook. Um dot is the website. Please go to it. Um, there's a section on there just about service, and you can see some of the things I've done in the community. And I put the dates on there for you, so you can see that it this wasn't, you know, this wasn't crafted to run for judge. This is kind of part of the fabric of who I am as a person, and mm-hmm. hopefully, um, whether uh, you agree. If, if you think you disagree with me, please contact me. Because I mean, we may disagree, but maybe not, right? Let's, yeah. I just don't want people to have a biased or a, you know, it's the, you know he's this party, so I hate him. Let, let's just talk it out. I think you, a lot of people wind up being surprised.
0: Yeah. I like that. Well, it was so good to chat with you, Mike.
1: Thank you, Brooke. Also, there's one other thing I got to say before we get off. Yeah. So, Brooke is a CrossFitter. <laughs> and... I am a I, I'm a part time CrossFitter because I get in and part time CrossFitter no, because I, I will go so hard for about five, six months and then election cycle happens. So I get out or I was yeah. doing really good and then a the kid was born. So then I was out. And so <laughs> I'm in and out. And like I just I see Brooke on the social media and she's just cleaning and, <laughs> and she's I mean, she's kipping and she's doing everything. and oh. She's crushing the game. So it's such an inspiration to me. Because I see you and I'm like I gotta
0: get back. Oh, <laughs> thank you! I love it. Like keeps me sane. My CrossFit. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. I hope that you have a great rest of the election cycle. And MikeSilverForJudge.com. And I think that is a wrap for today. You can find Forsyth Mags on Instagram at Forsyth Mags, and we have a website ForsythMags.com where you can find all four of our publications. All right, that's it.